When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, grappling fans? Who's the first one that looks like you're trying to pretend mentally in the game? The first one that looks like you're trying to pretend mentally in the game. Hey, what's going on, grappling fans? Welcome back to another episode of Who's Number One. Hope you guys are having an excellent day wherever you are in the world. Today's show is a very exciting one. We have one of the, the breakout stars, you could say, of 2019, an incredible year. Uh, we're talking about ADCC champion, Spider champion. Uh, basically won everything last year. Uh, I'm talking about Mr. Kynan Duarte. He's calling in all the way down from Brazil. Kynan, how you doing today? What's new? Hello guys, uh, pretty good. Um, you're just here in Brazil right now. Just take some some rest and seeing the family in this moment. So you didn't uh, begin the quarantine in Brazil, though. You were in San Diego. When did you make your way back home? Uh, it was about two weeks ago. I was in San Diego and I wasn't training, and the gym was closed. Uh, everything was closed, and I just decided to go to Brazil so I can stay here with my family with this time because it's very hard for me to spend time here in Brazil because every time in me San Diego training, compete, I just take advantage of this moment to, to stay here in my hometown. So what are you up to down there? How are you, how are you killing the time? I know you're not training right now, so what are you doing? Are you playing video games, hanging with family? What are you doing? Uh, Yeah, pretty much like just... Just playing, playing video games, facing time with my friends, play with my little brothers, and take care of my my body. Not much to do it. What are, what are you what are you gaming with? Are you playing anybody online? Are you trying to challenge Edwin on on Fortnite or Call of Duty or something for Gisa? No, I'm not that good. <laughs> I just play some FIFA and I like to play like some soccer, but, but I'm not that good. Yeah, and. And I just, uh, am, I have a, like a very close friend of me. I'm just tired. I'm just tired doing some like a private class with a kickboxing private class with him. Oh, cool. Just to learn. Kickboxing private, huh? Yeah. I want to learn because here I cannot train jujitsu because jujitsu you need more than I like to train with a lot of person. And right now I just try to learn different stuff. Maybe in the field tree, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe MMA learn career one day, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's been a lot of ADCC champs who went on to be successful in uh, MMA. That'd be interesting. Uh, so, are you doing anything else to stay in shape while you're down there? Are you like working out or like running or anything like that? Or uh, I'm just doing some exercise in my in my house and doing kickboxing right now. But there's not much to do. It. <laughs> I'm not in my best shape right now at that moment. I think that goes for almost everyone, though. No one can fault you for that. Uh, but you're back in your hometown. Is that co- that correct? Uh, back where you grew up? 
Yeah, I'm here in my city that I that I born and that I, where I start jiu-jitsu. It's very small town. It's a, the name is a Pedernera, like 40, 40, 45,000 people here in my city. It's, it's pretty cool. Not that's, much to do, but I like it, where I'm born and all. That's, that's perfect because one of the things we wanted to cover with you is uh... – Learn some about your early days, about how you started training jiu-jitsu and everything. How did you start training jiu-jitsu in Pedernares back in the day? Uh, so I start first in judo. Uh, have a little project next, like pretty close to my house that I always I went to to the train is walking, and I started training judo, and I really like it. And after two months. My cousin invited me to train jiu-jitsu, and I say, oh, okay, I'm going to start training. And I like more jiu-jitsu than, than judo. And then between judo and jiu-jitsu, I just want to get better in jiu-jitsu more. And I start, I just changed to jiu-jitsu. And after two months, I think I start competing in jiu-jitsu. About how old were you when this was happening? Uh, I was 12 years old, long time ago, kind of. <laughs> and in my city, in my city, we doesn't we doesn't have any affiliation when I start, so we cannot compete in a big tournaments. When I started training, I I didn't know about IBJJF or any on off of those tournament. And I start competing here, like close to my cities. Like I have a lot of tournaments every weekend. I used to compete every weekend here, to because I I start competing open class to make some money. And I I met some guys from from Cicero Costa. And when I met them, they told me about the the awards and this tournament. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's uh, I don't know if you guys know, but I, of course, you guys know yeah. the Italo, you know Italo? Italo yeah, of Mora. course, Italo, yeah. Yeah, Italo Mora and another guy that I call Wilson, he invited me to, oh, let's go to awards. And the first time that I went to the awards was, was with him. Yeah, and I remember, I remember uh, finding out about you when you were Cicero. So that was your connection to Cicero just because you had met Italo and those guys? Is that it? Yeah. Yeah, I was because here in my city, I never moved to São Paulo. I never, I never living, I never been living in São Paulo. But because we don't have affiliation here, so we cannot. We, I have to rep, represent some team. And I asked Cicero in that back the day, and he said, "Okay." And after, after about like when I got. I went to São Paulo after I got my blue belt in my vacation because I was I was studying in the high school, and I just went to São Paulo for like two weeks and I get a say oh I think that I want for my life. What did you, did you stay at the gym with all those guys? Because this was back when Leandro was still on Cicero, Miaos were living in São Paulo. I think probably right. Like was that that era? Yeah, but I didn't have. I think I didn't have the opportunity to train with Leandro and those guys, because I think they they have a, like some private private time for them training. They have a, like I don't know some special time. But in back in the day, I, I I trained a lot with Miao. I think I think I don't know if you guys saw, but I post picture another day with him with Paulo. Yeah, he yeah, used that's to cool. teach me a lot. 
Yeah, it's uh, Cicero too. He's got an interesting training. Like when when I was there shooting, he has like different classes for like belts and stuff. Like there'll be like the blue belt training and then the purple belt training and stuff. Yeah, so I'd imagine when you were blue belt, you weren't in the same room with Leandro. But what was it? What was it like training with the Meows when you were uh, a blue belt and all that when you went to Sao Paulo? Uh, it was pretty cool. I, I didn't like. He was very technical. I was just a like, blue belt. And, like in today, like the blue belt know how to do a lot of stuff. In back in the day, I think I was good. I want. Uh, I want to learn a lot, but I I wasn't that level. I don't know. But it was amazing. I learned a lot. Opened my mind. And I was leaping the in the the mat as well for two weeks. It was like very good experience for me. Who all was sleeping on the mats with you there in uh, that legendary place where so many guys lived? Who all was living there when you slept there for two weeks? Oh, it was a bunch of guys. <laughs> yeah, I've seen was pictures. Miao, was Miao? Was I think Hibamar was there? Nice. What else? Italo, Iago Jorge. The hell of a crew. Those guys won a yeah. lot of stuff. Was was a lot of people. Was a lot of people. Was a bunch already, of people. Did you think at that time what? that you wanted to make jiu-jitsu your life? I mean, those guys had already committed to living on the mats, and you were just visiting. Did you think, okay, this is the life for me? Was that already your goal that early? Man, I don't know. When I was younger, I just wanted to to get better. I didn't have any like plan to. I didn't even know like that I can make money with jujitsu or anything like that. I just like I just started loving jujitsu. I was kind of blind. I say, oh, I want to learn. I want to be the best. And it was very like good experience for my life. Like it was like tough moments that make me strong. I was sleeping like the mat for two weeks. Uh, and take like a cold shower, <laughs> and because of it, there doesn't have a, in that time doesn't have a hot water because Cicero used to tell, oh, you're gonna get so soft if you <laughs> take shower in the hot water or warm water. <laughs> so, so uh, the first time you did Worlds, you were a juvenile, correct? Yeah. So how did you end up making that trip? That's a pretty like big trip for a, a teenager to, to make to go up and do worlds how did you end up putting that together uh so i started tra- i started competing here like uh i just told you guys like i was competing here every weekend and when i was blue belt i used to compete in a dude division a dude division and every tournament they used to pay about 500 and 500 or 1,000 thousand reais, that is about like 200 $200 in the back of the day. And I just started like saving money, saving money. That's for the and absolute, right? That's, hmm? the, is the money for the absolute or for your weight division? No, for the absolute. Yeah. Just for the absolute, for the absolute only. And Italo told me, oh, like, let's go. Let's, let's uh, you have to, to make your passport. And everything, and I just started doing it by myself. When I was like 16 years old, I just started like putting everything in the computer, like how to to get my passport, how to do my visa, everything. And my visa was applied. I applied my visa, and I received the visa, and I went to the world for when I was 16 years old, and I won my first my first world title at the blue belt. 
Uh, so you're 16 years old. You're fighting in the adult divisions and winning absolutes to save money to go do worlds. Uh, yeah, wasn't wasn't my plan to go to the worlds. Wasn't yeah, yeah. my plan. I just was competing like every weekend, every weekend, just to to get better and and get money because in back the day I didn't have a, I didn't have a work or anything like that. And I said, uh, I was just thinking, oh, I'm gonna compete every weekend. I have a, had one month that I, I think I compete five times, five times in one month. In one weekend, I think wow. I went to two tournaments. That's amazing. Yeah, because they have Saturday and Sunday uh, tournaments. Yeah. Yeah, Saturday, Sunday. Because São Paulo, sometimes in São Paulo, they they make like a three or four tournaments in one weekend. How do you do when you did those five tournaments in one month? Did you win them all? Uh, mostly, I think yeah, I won every 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 tournament, every month. tournament. <laughs> when did you? Pretty. When did you start competing? Was it at white belt? Did you do some white belt tournaments? Uh, I started when I was after two months. Yeah. After two months, yeah. I start I started jujitsu. How, how did you like, do? Very, two months in, you small tournament. Yeah, you you probably didn't know very much after two months. How did you do competing? I lost and I won later. <laughs> Let me explain a little bit. So I was in very, in like a very small, very small tournament that they make the bracket. In that you can you can sign up, you can sign up in the date of the tournament. Yeah. And it was like a very confused, it was a very confused tournament, and they put me in in a, in a juvenile division, but I was just I don't know how to say like kid. I was just kid, kids divisions. I was just kids divisions, and when I, when I went to to fight my first match, the guy was much more taller than me, much more stronger, <laughs> and the referee asked me like, "Oh, that's right," and and it was my first tournament. I didn't even know like what's going on, and I say, "Oh, okay," and the guy just almost break my arm, and I lost the match, and I was kind of crying. And my professor, my professor saw that they put me in the wrong bracket, and after. He just putting me in the in the right in the right in the right bracket and I won my division. I was very like angry and I just want to win, you know. Sounds like a very disorganized tournament. They put you in the, in the wrong bracket at first and then they put you in another I'm one that being like you don't have idea in some sort of tournaments like crazy, you know. Before that that first time at Worlds, did you had you made it to Brazilian Nationals yet or was that the first time at like a major major tournament? Mm-hmm. Let me let me remember, let me think. No, I think I compete uh, one São Paulo Open before, but I never went to to any Brazilian national. I think I went some another tournament for CBJJE. Is another federation here yeah. in Brazil, but I think it was a Bra- Brazilian. Yeah, it was a Brazilian. So you uh, you've been competing every weekend, winning these absolutes. Uh, Italo talks you into doing Worlds. You go up to Worlds. Is this your first time traveling internationally when you went to do Worlds? Yeah. My what, first what was, time internationally. What was the experience like? Did you go up there by yourself? Like, how, how, how did it go? Mm, no, I went with day. I went with day. I buy the tickets together because I didn't have idea how to travel. I, I was just 16. I didn't have idea. And... When I just remember when I went there, I was like, "Whoa, that's that's cool, that's super cool." 
was it like uh, a little scary for you, like traveling up to USA to compete at Worlds when you had never even left the country? Uh, wasn't wasn't scary because I was with my friends, but it was very different. Like it was like a big dream for me. I didn't I didn't I didn't have even thought about to to travel outside of the country. What uh what surprised you most when you were in the United States? Uh, it could be jujitsu or f- you know the airports, food. Did, did anything just you know stand out to you? Is something that you didn't expect? Uh, first when when I got there, like I just the first when the first time that I traveled, I went to California, and the California is so beautiful. I say, whoa, it's like a movie. Yeah, <laughs> and I just, I just take a picture everywhere. I just started taking a photo. And when I went to the world, I say, whoa, I never saw something like that before. It was like amazing energy, amazing energy, and say, oh, I want to, I want, I want to be the champion. I want to be the champion. Who did you fight at that world? Do you remember? Is there anybody that's still around that you fought back then at Juvenile? No, I don't remember. But I, I remember that in the open class, I, I lose for the for Guilherme, the the Vera Jolio son. Wait, who? I lose I lose for him in the in the in the final of the open class. The Vera Jolio the Vera Jolio son. son. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's very good. He's. Uh... Glamy uh, Hosha, yeah, yeah, Glamy Hosha, yeah, yeah. So after okay, in your weight class though, you become a world champion. Like you said, just a few months earlier, you didn't even know worlds existed. What's what's going through your mind at that point? Man, after I won, I say, oh, that's cool, <laughs> and I th- I told my family, and they say, oh, that's cool, that's cool, kind of, but they didn't even know about you, and I was I wasn't like I wasn't I didn't even know I didn't even know. <laughs> I didn't even know. It just, I just felt like a, another day almost. It sounds like. <laughs> if somebody asking back in the day, if somebody asked you, "Oh, who is the the champion? Like the best fighters in the black belt division?" I didn't even gonna know the name of the guys. I just <laughs> went there like some random. <laughs> That's amazing. Did did you? Uh, I mean, maybe you didn't even watch that much, but did did you watch some of the black belt matches that day and? Did that inspire you? Did you see some athletes at the World Championships? They're like, "Oh man, that guy's so good. I wanna, I wanna fight like that someday." Yeah, I watch it. I watch some a lot of Mets. Um, I watch Rafael Mendes fighting against Miaos. I I watch Kinas against Low. I watch Kinas against Bushisha. Yeah, if I, if I'm not sure, but I think it was in 2015 or. I think it was 2015. I'm not sure. That's great. Was that the year that that uh, Keenan almost flying triangle low, and then Low gave him the arm to get out? Was it that year? Uh, and they got two points, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's one of the best matches ever. That one's so cool. So then, where where do you go from there? Uh, you went back to Brazil and went back to your regular training, or or what? What did you do after winning worlds the first time? Oh, so I, I went back to Brazil and. I come back to because I think the words is the middle of the year is uh, May and June in June, and I come back here, and I was back to to school as well because I was studying. I was studying the high school, and I was just I say oh it was super cool it was super cool and I just started keeping training just once a day in the the same in the same spot that I start, and after after a while. 
every every time that I, I have I receive vacation or something, I went to São Paulo to start training, to learn new stuff. Because here we we had a very like basic jiu-jitsu. We didn't even know like how to do de la riva or close guard or ex guard, anything like that. No, and I went there and uh, learning like mostly everything there and competing every weekend. I think the competition helped me a lot to to improve my game. So then, how how do you end up uh, eventually? It was not long after that you ended up moving to California, right? Oh yeah. Uh, so when I turned eighteen, when I turned eighteen, and uh, I finished my school. Uh, I have a. I, I met my professor. I met my pro, my another professor, Paulo Ledesma, that he lives here in Brazil. Uh, in Brazil too, in Bauru. It's very close to my city. It's about like thirty minutes drive. Thirty minutes drive, and I tried training with him, and he's a Atos. He's a Atos affiliation as well. And I started training with him, and he start and he started talking with Andrea. And say, and he told Andre, "Oh, I have a, like a very good, very good guy here for training with you guys. I think if you receive him, he can learn a lot and maybe becoming a champion." And Andre say, "Oh, okay, just send him, send him." I think I was the the first guy that went to Atlas weekend. I think I was the second, the second guy that went there, or the third one. I don't remember, but. I went there and I compete. I, I spent two months over there training. I was spent two months over there, and when I got there in San Diego, I was living with Josh, with Josh Hinger, <laughs> on his house. How much English did you speak when you moved in with Josh Hinger? What? How much English did you speak when you moved in with Josh? Oh, I, not, <laughs> I still <laughs> learn, but. Over the, back in the day, I didn't know one word. <laughs> Not even one word. What was yeah, that was like? Um, cool. mo- moving into a, an academy with so many high-level guys, all you know, one hundred percent chasing a world title at, at black belt level. You know, what was that experience like? Uh, so every when I got there, uh, let me come back a little bit. Uh, I went there. For, I I trained for two months. And I come back to Brazil again. And Andre tested me and say, "Hey, kind of come. Uh, if you want, I, I think it's a good idea for you to come back and train with us." And I say, "Oh, okay." I come back and train. I told him, "Oh, Andre, thank you so much for the opportunity. I'm gonna train every day. I'm gonna train every class." But when I started training, it wasn't was was impossible because it's like the training was so hard. And every time, you know, like I was come back to the house very very weak because the training was so strong uh, but it was like a very good experience for me yeah so uh what what was next for you then you get to california uh you go back what's up next i come back to california and i was living with josh and more guys coming after i think after me i think was Joel Mendes and Pablo Mantovani and right after no actually Pablo coming before me and the Jonathan Grace come after me and we we was every most everybody in the Josh Josh house and Andres say oh I'm gonna rent a house for you guys because back in the day we don't have any money we was like very broke as fuck 
<laughs> and Andrea gave the opportunity to just rent a house for us, and that's where we start. Yeah, it must have been nice. All of a sudden, uh, the best tournaments in the uh, world are right up the street from you, right? You don't have to travel all the way across the world anymore. You just got to drive for an hour or whatever to do worlds and pans and all that. Yeah, it's very different because when I don't know when you travel like to another place, you don't you don't feel that you are comfortable comfortable that comfortable. You don't feel that you are in, in your your place, you know. And when are you when you are in the California, you train it there. You have the time, the the weather, like you feel home. It's very more comfortable to compete when you live in that place. It's much more nice to compete. What's it like training with Galvao? That had to have been pretty wild. You had trained with some high-level people, but like to go in all of a sudden as a blue and purple belt, you're training with one of the greatest of all time. What was that like? Oh, it was like every class I was kind of like, oh, what's going on? Some. <laughs> Every class, he was showing like a lot of techniques, some techniques that I never saw in my life. And for everyone that I was training, it was very difficult in back at the time because I was just, I was 18. And when I was 18, I wasn't, I was very like skinny, not, not that heavy. I was strong, kind of good. <laughs> but after a while, I, I started training good with the guys. But it took me a, lo a long time to to give you, like, hard time for for them. Yeah, a little adjustment period. And then, obviously, uh, as we know, you had a very successful run through the color belts, uh, purple belt and brown belt world champion, and you won a whole bunch of other stuff too, right? Yeah. Uh, the purple in the purple belt, uh, I won awards. I, I won awards in every belt, but when I was purple belt, I, I, lo I lose in my first year, my first year, and I just won in my second year in my division. And right after, I think, right after, before, before words, I just break my knee and I had that series and come back and won words. Wow. The purple belt. The brown belt, I think, yeah, brown belt, you did double gold at Worlds and all that. So three years, basically, back back blue, purple, brown, and then cap it off with brown belt, went in double gold at Worlds. And then we got to black belt. What, you were pretty young when you got your black belt, right? Yeah, I was, I think I was 21, 20, 20 years old. All right. Yeah. Okay, you had so much success in your first year at Black Belt. The first thing I wanted to go over a little bit with you is uh, ADCC. Uh, when you won ADCC in 2019, this wasn't your first time at ADCC. You did ADCC in 2017 in Finland. What, what, what belt were you there? Uh, I was uh, I won the trials in Brazil. I won the first. I won I won the trial in Brazil. The second trials. The first trials was in São Paulo. That I lose. That I lose in the in the semifinal for Murilo Santana. And right after, I went to I went to Rio de Janeiro. In the next week, the next week, I went to to Rio de Janeiro and I won the the trials. And I beat, I remember, I beat uh, uh, Patrick Gallo when I was purple belt. Oh, I do remember and... that. Yeah. I remember that. I remember that. That was crazy. I remember when you were purple belt and you beat Patrick Gallo and everybody was like, man, who the hell is this kid? Yeah. <laughs> man, it was funny because in that time, I think Patrick and Honorio, remember Honorio? Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Victor Honorio. I think yeah. Hal. I think Hal was there when you did it. I think Hal filmed it or something. He asked me like, "Hey, kind of, can you?" Uh, he didn't even know my name. He just said, "Oh, can you take a photo for me before I went to the final with him, with with Patrick?" He didn't even know me, you know. <laughs> That's funny. It's amazing. So you you ended up. You said you lost to Murillo at the first trials. That was what the Sao Paulo trials. Yeah, I was in Sao Paulo. And then I you went for Murillo, and I said, "Oh, I'm gonna try the next." And I won the next, and I was. Oh, and Wayne won the trials you already in in the ADCC, and then I come back to to United States and start training. And man, what well, the ADCC was like a very big tournament for me. Like I say, what well, was crazy it was a very crazy tournament because the training was very hard. It was very hard. I didn't. I never trained in my life that hard for one tournament. And yeah. in the first match, I think I remember that I submit Popovich. Yeah, you had an ADCC champ. Popovich is an ADCC champ first round. You submitted him as a purple belt. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, And the second match, I remember that I went to... I faced my teammate, Keenan, and I lose for him. The second match. I want to bring it back to those camps because I think maybe nothing inspires me more than watching... Galval get ready for the super fights. Like he works so hard. What was it like to be involved in that training? Did you did you spend uh, a lot of time rolling with him? Did you do a lot of wrestling with him, or were you more on the sidelines just watching him? No, everyone training together. Uh, if you go, if if you're going to compete, if you're going to compete ADCC, the training for you will be much more hardened than for the another persons. So that's very cool because Andre every time he's been in the DCC, so he pushed the training very very hard, and that's that's very cool because he trained more than everyone. Yeah, that's crazy. So then, did this give you some uh, good motivation to go out there? We after you left 2017, you made it to the quarters as a you know teenager or whatever. Did you have a lot of motivation to go out there in 2019 and win this thing? Yeah, for sure, and. I feel like when you lose a tournament, like you cannot like take for with. No one like to lose, you know. No one like to lose, but when you lose, what you can do? It just, just accept and try to get better. You have to take advantage when you lose and try to get better. I think in 2017 was very good like moment for me, get more mature and and get better, with myself, get more confidence, more calm. How. How prepared did you feel going into uh, ADCC 2019? You had a, like, this was a, a tough bracket as well. Yeah, it was, uh, was pretty tough. It was pretty tough, but I, I was very, it was much more, I was much more ready than, than the ADCC before. And I was much more technical as well. I make some mistakes, but I, I believe that I, I did a good job here. What did you think when you saw the bracket? We had that bracket reveal on Friday night, and uh, you saw that you were going to have to beat Yuri Samos and Buchecha just to make it to the final. Uh, first of all, I wasn't I wasn't very happy when I received the invitation because I went to plus nine nine. I, well, I went to to the DC plus nine nine. You didn't want to be plus ninety nine. What? You didn't want to be in that way. 
No, because that was much more lighter. Oh wow! I think I, I always just assumed that you I, chose that. I compete heavyweight. Is about is a two hundred five pounds. Didn't you so, assume that he chose that weight? Yeah, yeah I, I, I was like, man, I guess kind of wants to fight the big guys at this one. I didn't know what was going on. No, I just received invitation because uh, Lucas was under. He went to the ninety nine, and I went to plus ninety nine. So I went to the ninety nine, and they say, oh, okay. I wasn't, I wasn't in that tournament. I'm a very realist guy, you know. Um, I mean, very realist. I don't like to lie for myself. I, I wasn't. In the words, in the words, I was like, "Oh, I'm I, <laughs> I was like about like 85 percent that I'm gonna win. I was feeling very confident in the words, but in the DCC, I was kind of like, oh, maybe like about like 40 percent. I wasn't like, I wasn't sure that I'm I'm gonna be able to win that weight class, but I was just give my 100 percent every match. We uh, we have a clip here. Yeah, but. You didn't. You didn't really touch on what did. What did you think? Uh, you talked. You said you didn't want to be in the weight division. But what did you think when you saw the bracket? Were you like, "Oh man, I got a tough road here"? Because you had two two-time champions back to back. They're big dudes. Yeah, when I saw the bracket, I say, "Oh, I'm here already. I'm just gonna give my hundred percent and try to win. Try to win." So okay, we're, we Kyle. I if you, feel, I, I feel. I feel like when the guy. I don't have a I don't have a, that with me, uh, but I feel when the guy they got when they got a big names, they I don't know they got to like they don't feel comfortable they don't feel comfortable when somebody coming up or like very fresh and new guy they don't feel comfortable and they don't give you a hundred percent I don't know why. Yeah, uh, Kyle, if you want to go ahead and queue up that. Uh... Video. We have a, just a little montage of some of all four of your matches from the, the weight division here. This is the first round versus Eldar, our guy from Europe. And yeah, I think and, uh, first match. You had a nice pass here, nice little body lock pass. Yeah, Andrea used to do a lot of this, this match pass. Back take with a quick finish. Then up next, in the next round, you, you ended up with Yuri. And it was sort of a crazy match. Uh, we'll, we'll watch this and then we'll talk about it afterwards. Because you guys went out on the concrete and everything. I know Yuri wasn't too happy. But right here. Pretty sure. Yeah, I was trying to change something, doing some takedowns with him first. I pull guard. I was trying to do a lot of stuff in that match. How did his uh, wrestling feel? You know, Yuri. Yuri's very proud of his stand-up game. Um, ADCC champion. Yeah, but uh, but you know, like the rule set of I really like the rules of ADCC. I was waiting he shoot on me so I can try to do a guillotine, but he he wasn't shooting a lot. And that move you saw that move the the knee tap, mm -hmm. the knee tap. We was it was so funny because we was training a lot that move oh, from yeah. that position, like when you like in the body lock position and you just turn the guy. And do the knee tap. We was training a lot in that camp. Here's here's one of the wildest matches of the tournament. You're taking on Bushesha. What was that experience like for you, knowing that okay, it's finally here. I'm standing across the mat from Bushesha. What was going through your mind? Man, in that in that in that, that moment, I I I didn't even care like who it is. I just say, oh, I'm just gonna give my my best and try to do. 
and try to take that gold. This is only to make the semifinal. Yeah. Uh, the only match that I was kind of like, I was kind of like, I wasn't like feeling, feeling hundred percent comfortable was my, my my last match. I don't know why, but I was say I was thinking like, oh, I cannot make mistake. I got I got too far away. I got too far away. I, I cannot make mistake. Mistake. That's why maybe I I, I wasn't able to finish. Nicky Rod's a different kind of animal. Um, we'll get to him in a minute here, but this was really a great moment coming up. Um, yeah, did, did Buchecha feel a lot stronger than you? I mean, he's he's got a lot of weight on you out there. Uh, I didn't felt he's just that much stronger than me. He was much more heavy, but I was I was just taking them that advantage that he's more heavy than me. So I was trying to get get make him get tired first. I was doing a lot of hand fights. I was doing a lot of very heavy, heavy hand fights on him. I was in very good condition as well there. For sure. Uh, your hair died, so you know you're serious because you dyed your hair for this one. <laughs> if I dye the hair, like, for sure I'm going 100%. <laughs> <laughs> so then, uh, this is right near the end here. Uh, we'll go back and talk more about all these matches. I want to watch a little bit of it. Uh, and then up next, you got Nicky Rod. What did you know about Nicky Rod going into the match? Because he was sort of an unknown going into this tournament. Oh, I didn't. I didn't even know that he that he that he can be like in the final. I didn't even know him. Uh, I thought that final will be that I'm gonna face. I don't know, Cyborg or. Or Mohammed, I didn't even know that. And then when I saw his match, I was everyone was saying, "Oh, look at him! Look at him! Look at him fighting!" And I was was just thinking about some strategy, some strategy. Because I never make a strategy, but with him, I say, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to start feeling him." And in the second moment, before he started the point, I mean, I always think, "Oh, I'm gonna let him take me down, so I can start playing guard." Because you cannot pull guardling in the when you start the points. Yeah, worked out good for you. Yeah, because you don't want to go out there and wrestle him. All right, Kyle, you can uh, cut the clip now. So let's 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 talk through the tournament a little bit. The the Yuri Samoa's uh, match. This was sort of a crazy match. You had the back take that went out of bounds onto the concrete. What what was that match like for you? Uh, against Yuri. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was pretty cool match because Yuri like very good wrestler. I I I, I knew that he, that he, that he have a much more he that that he have a better wrestler than me in that time. I was just in training a little bit. I just tried training wrestling. I'm not used to training wrestling, but for that camp I trained a lot. I was just like waiting for him shoot on me, shoot on me, but he never shoot on me, and so I I took that dimension. Did something that I was training at camp. When you guys, works. when you guys went out of bounds, what what was going on there? Because Yuri looked pretty upset. What was he saying when you guys went out of bounds? Oh, I don't know. I think he 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 want to he want to stop the mat. He want to stop the mat. But I think you know everyone knows that this is you. Like you just stop when the referee says stop, and I knew that. That's why I don't stop. I didn't stop in that moment. Yeah, for sure. 
So you took out Yuri. You got you beat a two time. He was had won ADCC two times directly before this, 2015 in Sao Paulo, 2017 in Finland. And now you go. What are you thinking when now you're going to fight Buchecha? Buchecha had to have been sort of like a hero of yours coming up, and now you're going to have a match with Buchecha in the ADCC semifinals. What were you thinking about it? I mean, that match I was kind of... I was feeling very comfortable and confident. Um, in that time, I would say, oh, it's a Buchecha, but I'm going to... I was training a lot and say, oh, I'm going to try to make him get tired. I'm going to... I was... I, I tried to pull guard and I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't able to get anything in from the bottom and I was just trying to make him tired and tired and I won the in the referee decisions. You said that uh, you liked the ADCC rule set. What do you like about it most? That it forces guys to wrestle, that uh, you can go out of bounds and it's really heavy on action. Uh, what do you like about the format? Um, the most, the most that I like in the rules is because in the first, in the first minutes, you can do anything that you want. You can, you can let the guy, if you want, you can let the guy pass your guard. You can, you can feel the guy first. You can feel the guy. That's the thing that I like. You can feel the guy, you can do wrestling, you can pull guard, you can do anything. And after the first, the first, the first five minutes, that when you start the, the mats, the start the points, but the first minutes you you can feel the guy. That's the the, the cool part of the DCC. Do you think it's a tournament that favors someone with a, a better wrestling base? You know, Nicky Rod got very far on basically wrestling alone and just a little bit of jujitsu. Um, what, do you think that's something that jujitsu players should focus on more? Is their wrestling? Mm, I believe too because in that division they have it's very it's very rare see guy like very heavy guys pull guard or do anything like that. So every heavy guys want to be on top. Everybody like want to be on top. You can see most of the guys want to be on top. And if the guy have a if the guy have a better tanky doll than you, like will be hard like for you. You'll be hard. And even Nogi is hard to do sweep and or like it's very sleeper and it's very hard to do stuff in DCC because you can take it out your shirt your shirt. So how did it feel to beat Buchecha? I mean, you beat one of the greatest of all time right there. How how did that feel? You're not a guy who really ever shows any emotion when you win. How did it feel inside your head though? I was I was I was okay. It was just one more opponent for me. I was just one more opponent. My goal was wasn't like beating anybody. My goal wasn't beat anybody over there, but my 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 main goal was like won the tournament. When after I, I beat him, after I beat him, I say I I was always thinking my mind. Oh, now I can win the tournament. I wanted to ask you as well. Um, Andre Gaval, of course, had his super fight with Felipe Pena. Um, how cool of a moment was that for you to win ADCC and then see Andre go out there and defend his? His uh, title, his super fight title against Felipe Pena. Man, uh, I was—I don't know why the reason, but I was more happy seeing see Galvão win his super fight than me. <laughs> Did you expect the match to uh, to play out that way? Um, you know, a lot of people were, were leaning towards Felipe Pena, saying that he's much younger, he's beaten Gordon, a, a lot of reasons. But Galvão uh, basically 
ran through him that match. I mean, it was pretty one-sided. Were you uh, impressed by his performance? Did you think it was going to be that dominant? Uh, I wasn't. I wasn't impressed because I, I see like Galvan condition is. I was training with him. I was. I was. I felt him. I felt him in the training every day. Um, uh, and Andre, like, it's very hard to do stuff on him in the Nogi. Like, it's very good to leg lock him. It's very, very hard to take him down. It's like, he's very, he have, like, a very solid game. So, but when he beat Pena, I was very happy for him. Much more than, than when I was my fight. Do you think he'll um, have that match with Gordon? You know, Andre's been on here, says he's not sure, doesn't know. And if he does... How do you think that match will play out? Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know if it, this match is going to happen. But Carlos Andrade doesn't have anything to prove. But will be like some match that everyone wants to watch. Will be like amazing match. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. So uh, from there, like, how how did you feel winning ADCC though? Like, did you? You had won so much already that year. I'm sure you were getting used to it, but did that feel like a different level of accomplishment compared to some of your other stuff you had been winning? Uh, was uh, was my was the um, was the tournament that was I think was my one was my last tournament in that that year uh, before Spider. So I was like very very satisfied with my performance that year. All right, so uh, another uh, tournament I want to talk about with uh, you is when you won the Kasai Pro 5. Uh, this was, uh, it was a, a very stacked event. Uh, you ended up beating a few good guys there. What do you like about competing at Kasai? Oh, I think this this was my, my first, was my Kasai de- debut. Yeah, yeah. My debut, and it was a very, very tough bracket. What do you like about Kasai? Uh, I like the Kasai because first it doesn't have um, advantages, doesn't have advantages, and I really like to compete at tournaments that uh, allow heel hook as well. And that's cool because when you almost submit somebody or you almost taken down, he gives you a point for you. Kyle, we uh, we have an asset here. You performed a really really nice counter to Greg Jones. Uh, in this match, and he's a very dangerous opponent. Uh, walk us through the sequence here. Yeah, I took him down first. He accept. What, what do you think in fighting Craig? He's a very dangerous guy. He's tapped Leandro, Murillo, some, some really good people. You thinking you got to be careful with him with his leg locks and stuff, or? I wasn't thinking about I wasn't thinking about that much, but when I saw that he's going to my leg, I just take advantage and took his back. I, I've been doing this position. It's been a long time that I've been doing this position. Yeah, it was a beautiful back take there. Uh, a lot of people that didn't know me that time started knowing me because of Kazai. Was pretty was a very good tournament for me. You feel because I. I feel that uh, like you no know, gi community and gi community is, is kind of a little bit different, you know. It's a different public. 
I was going to ask you about that, actually. So um, related to that question, you're, of course, very, very successful in both. But had you done a lot of no-gi uh, prior to last year? I feel like I remember you saying at ADCC 2017, you weren't really doing a lot of no-gi before that. Um, how are you so comfortable in that, even though you're mainly training in the gi? Uh, after... After I start, after I come, I train atos. I, I everyone over there training more gi than no gi, but because I didn't, I didn't have, a, I didn't love training no gi before. But after I start competing, because I, I wasn't used, I was, I wasn't used to to compete or training no gi, and after I start competing. I start loving. I start loving compete no gi and uh, I, right now I'm I still training. I still like when I'm training. I still training gi and no gi like pretty much this kind of same. So another uh, so later in the year you get something that's different. You'd already been winning all this IBJJF stuff, ADCC, and there was this mega event in Korea that everybody knows about now, the Spider Invitational. Talk about leading up to it because that was. One of the toughest heavyweight brackets of all time. What did you, what did you think oh, about that tournament? Just, just a second, guys. Yeah. Oh, just a second. Yeah, no problem. Oh, yeah. Who's that? Uh, sorry, guys. One of your friends or something? Who is that guy? <laughs> my friend. I mean, my friend's house here. <laughs> you got the good internet. That's a good friend. All right. So, uh, yeah. So, what do you think? What do you think going into the spider bracket? It was. One of the toughest uh, heavyweight brackets of all time. Uh, I was thinking the whole year about this tournament because I won. Uh, I won all the tournaments in the Spider. I'm being competing Spider for about like in the whole year. I I won the first tournament, the second tournament, and this one was the last tournament in the Spider. And they told me, "Oh, it's, it's about it's a hundred k prize," and I said, "Whoa, that's a good money." <laughs> Yeah, not bad. Uh, when did you find out Hadolfo was going to be in there? I just found out like a week before the tournament. Oh, wow. So A week just, before, and they say, oh, oh why they invite Hadolfo? Yeah. <laughs> they don't want to give that money so easy. <laughs> so you, you never have any luck with, with the brackets. You always, uh, you always get the tough draw, it seems. Like, again, here you had Leandro Lowe first round, Hadolfo second round. Marigali in the final. What did you think when you saw the bracket? No, I I thought of that it doesn't have any any round to to wear me up, you know, because <laughs> the for the first mat is always the the hard mat because you you are very cold, and I don't know why, but the first mat always I feel I I feel kind of a little bit nervous, but not nervous because I wasn't I'm not. I'm not used to to get the the tough guy in the first the first mat. Yeah, it's a little bit different. Plus, the uh, the environment's very different too. Spider is such a unique event. It's so professional. Uh, the the venue is very cool. How did it feel to, to be involved in that opening ceremony? I mean, you've done it many times, but is it still exciting to you? Because it's pretty unique, I would say. Yeah, for sure. Because I never saw something like close before anything like or similar before that's so beautiful like show that's sick the mat the lightest the public 
the public, the energy, the people over there is very fan. They love it. When you do some some move or a nice move, they say like, whoa, they love it. That's pretty sick. Yeah, it's really <laughs> cool. I, I love going to that tournament. It's something else. Absolutely. But it. Uh, so you beat Leandro first round. Uh, not the first time you had fought Leandro, but a very interesting semifinal for you here. Adolfo Vieira, obviously a legend. He had been just doing MMA for a couple years. What did you think about uh, a potential matchup with Adolfo at this tournament? Going into it, uh, uh, I was thinking. I I knew. I knew in the beginning that. In first, I was thinking like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to take him down, but I knew that it's very hard take like him down because he's very strong and very good in standing up. I was try, I was thinking in my mind, just expend some time, standing up like stalling, expend some time first, and after for pull guard, so I don't get tired. But after I saw the the video. Uh, I saw that I I pull guard kind of like very early, so didn't wasn't wasn't my plan pull very early. Did Andre give you any uh, advice about fighting head off of Vieira when you're going into this tournament? Oh, not really. He didn't. He just told me about like be confident and just flow and do my game, and it was pretty cool. All right, let's just cue this video up and watch it, Kyle. And we'll just watch it with Kainan and we can talk about what you're thinking during the match. Were you surprised that um, Rodolfo did so well in his first round? I mean, he'd been out of the gi game for a very long time. Anderson, even though he was a, I guess, a brown belt, um, it's still a tough opponent. You know, did that surprise you? Uh, not really, because Rodolfo, even if he has not been competing for a long time, he has a lot of experience and I knew all the time if you like uh, if I make any mistake he doesn't gonna lose position because uh, when you've been doing so jujitsu for so many times so many times when you got opportunity in, in the black belt or any belt you don't gonna miss the opportunity and lose the position. What did this pressure feel like when he's on top of you when he's starting to find his grips and make position? Um. He wasn't putting a lot of pressure on me over there, but I felt that if he if he he can clear my leg or go into the leg drag or anything like that, I felt that he's he he going like he gonna put his power to work. He's very smart. He doesn't he doesn't expand and energy like just for expand. And that's really? cool. This. This move, uh, this move that I, I did on him, I learned with Leandro. It was so cool. You learned it with Leandro. Yeah, I went to to Leandro's seminar when I was when I was purple belt. Really? Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> amazing. You really like this De La Hiva with the pan grip and the collar, huh? I like yeah. this position too. Very simple. It's very simple and works very well for my game. And you can you 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 can see later. I think I changed the grip to to his knee, so I don't my leg don't get stuck. So I don't have to circle my leg in size. Oh, I switched the grip. You see? Yeah. So I just came my battle leg, and he changed his hip on the air, and I went to the Sankako position. 
does make his way to the top. That's going to be two for Kainan. And after I swap him, I say, oh, now you, I'm not going to let you sweep me. I was going to say, you must have been relieved to get on top. That's much, probably a little bit less scary. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I never, in any competition, I don't like to give up any position. No? I don't, even in 50-50, I saw a lot of people like let the guy swap or swap back, sweep back. I don't like it. If I sweep the guy, I, w I want to be on top. Or if I'm bad, I want to sweep. I don't like to give up positions. So, at this point, I mean, you took out some serious legends in your first year as a black belt. I mean, you beat Adolfo Vieira and Buchecha and Leandro Lowe. What do you think about that? Uh, that's, a, that's a hard question. I don't think about that much. Some Sometimes my friends ask me, oh, man, you realize that you have done? And, say, and always I say, oh, not really. I just do it. <laughs> Is Adolfo a guy that you had watched a lot when you were coming up? Had, had you watched his matches on YouTube or anything like that? Yeah, I used to watch a lot of Leandro. Leandro and Rodolfo, but I, I used to watch a lot of much more Leandro. Alright. I really like the game. Right here, you got about three minutes left, so this was a pretty big uh, cash prize, too. That's, uh, that's the most money I've ever heard for a jiu-jitsu tournament. Like, had to have felt good winning $100,000, huh? Yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> the first, the first tournament that paid pay like a very good price. It was kind of like a pressure, you know. <laughs> Say, oh, I don't want to lose that money. <laughs> kind of. It sounds like um, at this point in your career, you're not really focused on uh, building a legacy or something that you can look forward to talking about in the future, becoming a, a, a legend or a hero to people. What do you really love about? competition and why is it so important to you you compete all the time and you've won some of the biggest titles what drives you what's your motivation uh, my motivation you always uh, I want to I want to make my I want to make my I want to make my name uh, I want to be competing and winning or losing I want to improve I want to get better every day uh, my motivation is one day open my gym and have big names and do pretty much what Andre have done, helping other people. I want to show. I want to give opportunity for other people as well. So what did what did you think about uh, in the final of the tournament, Marigali? Uh, a lot of people were upset with the decision. How did you feel about it? About the decision? Did you like? What would you say to people who think that Marigali should have won it? Uh, like it's not uh, was the referee's decision. Like you, you, you cannot do that much. You just wasn't my. I didn't. I did, for sure. I don't want to win like that. Like for referee's decision, but who was what happened? Was what happened? So I don't have anything to do it. But I saw the match a couple times. I saw the match a couple times, and I had the. I think he he was much more aggressive in that fight. I know that he was much more aggressive. He attacked much more. He was attacking much more. But I have a much, I have a better attack than him. I have a better attack than him. I almost passed his guard, and I almost, I almost finished him on the guillotine as well. How, was the guillotine, was the guillotine tight? Yeah, it was tight. Yeah, a lot of people yeah. don't 
don't uh, know, like maybe people watching might have thought you just had a front headlock, but you you finish people with that guillotine a lot. Yeah, it's hard seeing the video. It's hard seeing the video, but when I got the guillotine, he was like a walking back, like running back. All I right. think it was like a very, very, very good moment for the referee to see, you know. You can go ahead. You can go ahead and kill this, Kyle. So now let's pull up uh, something to do with all these competitions. Let's play the uh, the Levi uh, question for him in a second whenever you're ready for it. So Levi, the, another guy who won Spider and who came through, up through all the belts the same time as you. So he had a, a, a question for you today, uh, yesterday when he was on the show. So go ahead and play this thing, Kyle. Uh, this is a good segue into our... Uh, question for our guest tomorrow our guest tomorrow is another guy who won it spider a guy who you came up with purple brown belt at the same time kynan duarte so if you can think of a little something to ask kynan when he comes on tomorrow yeah um i guess a good question would be like how do you stay um how do you how do you stay mentally fit to be able to compete so often like like um sorry yeah, kind of. How do you stay um, mentally fit to be able to compete uh, so often? And uh, does that what what are what are the effects that you feel from competing that often? It's a good question. It's uh, how do you stay ready uh, to you you compete way more than most high level black belts? Uh, there's no question about that. How do you mentally stay ready to to keep doing that? Was Levi's question. Um, we training, we training every day, right? And most of the day, the training is much more harder than the tournament. I know that it's not every day that are hundred percent. I know, but I don't care too much. I don't care too much. I don't put a lot of pressure on, on myself. Uh, I just like to to compete. I don't. I feel every time that I compete more, I feel more confidence. And I feel I feel more calm. I feel like I feel I feel in peace when I compete more. Um, I think the 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 reason I have a uh, even athletes have a lot of good guys, but that that doesn't do very well in that competition because they care so much. Uh, if you if you lose, if you lose, you just everyone gonna still like you. And my family gonna still like me. My friends. So I just that's my mindset. I don't care too much. I don't I don't care too much for what is gonna happen in the match. You know, I want words. I want like ADCC. If I'm gonna lose the next day, I'm gonna steal the champion. No. Yeah, just don't put pressure if, on yourself. If you beat a champion, don't gonna be a champion. You have to win the tournament. Yeah. So you just don't put pressure on yourself. Yeah, I don't like to put pressure on myself. It's my work. That's my work. So I have to work and compete. That's my work. I see jujitsu with my work. So tomorrow we have a guy that you know. You've competed on the show a few times. We got Seth Daniels from Fight to Win coming on here. You gotta, uh, I gotta get a question from you to give to Seth. Mm, let me think. Hmm. Uh, I think I know. Um, Seth, what what's the match that you what's the dream match that you're trying to to put 
on the fight wing, but you never have the opportunity to put. I like that one. Great question. Yeah, what, is, yeah. what is uh Seth's dream match? I'm 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 interested to hear what he's going to say for that one. Uh, I'm really looking forward to that episode. All right, kind of. We got a little bit of time left. Uh, I wanted to give you an opportunity before we get out of here. Uh, something big that happened this year, but it t- turned out not being as big as uh, people thought it was going to be, because you got uh, not that long of a suspension. Uh, what ended up happening with Usada, and how do you feel about the situation? Just, uh, I'd like to give you an opportunity to explain it to the fans, because I don't think you've ever really done that publicly. Oh uh, yeah. So it was like was when when I saw the the results, I was very was like very upset, very very sad because I I knew that I didn't took that substance. I knew that I, I got that substance, and right away I just I got a lawyer because it was like very very low. It was about like I do, I have to check, but it was about like like a zero point zero point one. And they say, whoa, that's why I think make a difference. And I have the evidence and the stuff. I went through the, all the process. And and my my suspension is almost done. My suspension is almost done. And I'm glad that I, if it was gonna, going to be in this year, I'm glad that I'm going to be fighting. I'm going to be fighting again. Yeah, that's uh, Mikey called it the best suspension ever because you're suspended while all the tournaments are, aren't aren't even happening. You're not. Uh, it's not good, but didn't yeah. change that much. You know? Didn't change that much. So is that why you only got one year? Because like Tiani got four years. Is it because it was a really low amount or something? Yeah, the I believe I'm not the expert. You when I call my lawyer, you you have to contract the expert as well to prove. Because it is not just say, oh, I did that, I did that. You have to prove. You have to do more tests and stuff. So I did. I had a proof. I had a proof that I didn't take. And the, the substance was like almost zero. was like 0.0.1. Almost nothing. That's why I think, I believe that I got so like a one-year suspension. The minimum. How much? And was wasn't like... When in if you guys like uh, read the the use other statements, they say that it wasn't proportional use. Okay. How much uh, back and forth between Usada and you and your lawyer was there? Was there a lot of conversation, or was it kind of just a few letters here and there, and then it was settled? I, I... Yeah, it seems like it would be difficult. Was it a difficult process to to get the the result overturned or whatever? Was that hard for you to do? Uh wasn't uh, was was kind of long was about like six months or seven months because the first the first they they make you like oh you want to accept you want to accept and you gotta if you have a evidence you have a evidence you can prove that it wasn't so I had to prove and I just called my lawyers and was about like six months and they offered me and they offer me two years, and they offer me two years, and I say, oh, I don't want two years because I, if you, I don't have the two years, you can go to the arbitration. Too. You can go to the arbitration, and in the end, in the end, they offer me like one year. They 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 offer me one year, and I just accepted one year, and I didn't went to the arbitration. I think it was a smart smart step for me 
No, sounds like it. I mean, that's a whole extra year that you got yourself. Yeah, two years, two years is what Paulo had. For Gisa, all those guys got two. Yeah, uh, because instead of one year and two years is very different for me. I wasn't, and I say, I just want to get this. I, I was talking with my sponsors and everything was, everyone support me and very grateful with that on my team. Yeah, I, I had a feeling it was something like that, like Lowell Mouse, because you, most people usually get two years. Tayani, for some reason, got four years. You're the first person I ever heard of who only got one year. So is that, it was just like a over-the-counter supplement that was tainted or something like that? Yeah, I think, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not I'm not an expert about this subject, but I believe that it, because it was very low amount, was very low amount, but... Even if it's low amount, like you have to be responsible for everything that is going into your body. So I think make a difference. They know that doesn't gonna make any effect on my performance, like zero point zero one. And I I have a uh, evidence to prove it to. I have evidence. I have my my arguments. What do you gotta say to? Obviously, whenever there's a situation like this, you get uh detractors you get the haters on instagram and stuff would you, would you have anything that you would say to them to explain yourself or uh, no i think it, when you when you get the two sex you the two sex you're always going to be haters and people that love you and hater that's that's the thing that make you your career going big getting big getting big yeah fair enough yeah Kynan, um, your title as a result of the USADA suspension was stripped uh, officially. How important is it for you to, to get that back? Uh, is it something that really, really bothers you and is weighing you down that you, you need to do it again? Or how do you feel about that, that championship now? Uh, I'm very young. Uh, I'm very young, and I think I have uh, much more to do in jiu-jitsu. And I'm glad that if it will be happening, if it happens worse this year, I mean, I can, I'm going to be able to compete, and I believe it. I believe that I'm going to win again, one more time. So I'm, uh, I'm done. I, uh, I just when I got the the result and stuff, and I knew that I'm gonna, I don't gonna be able to compete words. I just changed. I just changed my focus. You know, I'm not. I, I don't fight just gi. I fight gi, you no know, gi. I'm not gonna be without fight. So I, 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 I guess a lot of people like to watch me. So I'm gonna be. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna want a couple more world titles. I'm gonna be there. So I take it if if they do do a 2020 Worlds, if say they do it in August or October or something, that we're gonna see kind of Duarte there. Yeah, definitely, hundred percent. Is and then another question there? Are we gonna see you go after the World Absolute title this time? Yeah, this time for sure. I hope so. Yeah, because the first time I just want to focus in my division. But just to see how it is, you know, like first first years, I say, oh, I'm just gonna focus in my division. But right now, I'm gonna, I'm going to both. I'm gonna, I want to, I want to do both this time. What else do you have planned for the coming months? Do you have any uh, any super fights that are official or anything, or are you looking to do super fights? Obviously, we have a little time before there's gonna be tournaments. But are you planning on getting back into competing in the next few months? Uh, yeah, uh, I will be competing. BJJ Stars against Nicolas Mergadi on July 27th in Sao Paulo and will be like a great fight for me and and for him as well. I think this match everyone wants to see again. 
So it will be like a pretty tough mat. When do you think you can start training hard for that? I mean, everyone's had a lot of time off. Uh, obviously, you want to be prepared for someone like Nicholas Marigali. What do you have a plan for that? Oh, uh, so I hope. I hope I, I no one know when everything going come back to the normal, but I hope I can I can get at least like six or seven weeks to train hard before the match. That's the time that I used to do before the big tournaments. About six to eight weeks, the the train hard. You have do you get uh, obviously I I know what you're gonna say you always say ah oh, it's just another opponent this and that. Do you get extra motivation for Nicholas? Knowing sort of your guys' history, the fact that at Brasileiro, after he beat you, he yelled, what, yo, so hey, that's Merida, or whatever he yelled at the crowd. And then there was the controversy at Spider. Is this a, is this a, a match that uh, means more to you, you think? Well, it doesn't mean more to me, but it's a, it's a match that I'm going to... It's a match that I'm going to... I have to respect him, too, you know? I'm not going to... Just because I bet I beat him, like, two times, and he beat me once. I have to be careful. Like every match is different match, you know. Sometimes, sometimes you are in good days. Sometimes you're not good days. So I'm gonna get ready for that match. Um, and I don't think I I didn't I didn't even care like about the match in the Brasileiros. Um, was before words and in the words I was, which my performance was much more much more better. Um, I went. I remember that time. I was I wasn't like. I know that he's good. He's very good, but it wasn't very well. I went toward the pro, and right away I went to Brazil. I was very light. I was very. I was under under heavyweight division, and I, I wasn't feeling well. I lose my division in the open class that time, but it wasn't because of my mind. It was because of my body. It wasn't yeah. answering me. Okay. But I can get ready for the next so, one. What July? What you and Nicholas Marigali? Uh, 27th. I assume that's going to be in Sao Paulo, right? It's a BGA Stars yeah, event? Sao Paulo, yeah. All right, hopefully I can make my way down there. Hopefully, oh man, traveling again by then, yeah. Uh, but, uh, all right, we got just a few minutes left. If you want to say something to your fans at home and everybody uh, watching, and then we'll close it out. Uh, I just want to say thank you, all my sponsors, all my team. All my fans, it's so cool. Like, see where where I start wasn't was wasn't that long ago. wasn't that long ago I start very from the bottom, and today I'm here. I mean, I'm the champion. A lot of people watch me. A lot of people test me. That's so cool. That's very grateful for me. Like receiving messages and people say, "Oh, I mean, you're a fan. You motivate me." Uh, that's the thing that I, I want to do for years. That's great. And believe yourself. And if you believe yourself, you can be here. You can be a champion as well. Awesome, awesome. message, Kynan. Hey, man. Well, thank you so much for giving us a call today. Uh, uh, stay safe down there and all that stuff. Let's talk coming up. Uh, there's a schedule change. So we were supposed to have Dorino tomorrow. He just booked a fight for like next weekend or something, so he's gonna have to reschedule with us. Busiest man in MMA. <laughs> yeah, so uh, set. Yeah, yeah, he's fighting Tyron Woodley like next week or something. I don't know. It might Love be on. It. It might be on Fight Island. I'm not quite sure. Uh, we have uh, so Seth Daniels jumped in for his place tomorrow. Uh, the day after that is gonna be airing Monday. Will be Hibamar Nacieli. After that, Gabriel Argus and Edwin. 
After that, Mikey Musumeci. After that, I can't quite remember. We have coming up on uh, King Ryan's show, airing Friday, C.T. Fletcher, airing uh, next week, Tuesday, John Danaher. Uh, Saturday Match Rewind this week will be Spider under 76-kilogram bracket. And what else am I leaving out? I, oh, next week, debuting a new show, Keenan Cornelius Into the Wormhole. Into on, the Wormhole uh, of Keenan. On, on Wednesday night. So we got a whole bunch of live shows coming. Or not live anymore. got a whole bunch of shows coming for you. All right. Thank you so much, Kynan. Take care, brother. We'll All right, guys. Thank you so much. And thank you for you guys making this show for the BJJ community. It's a very good entertainment in that time. Everyone cannot train me. And I think it's, I, I think it's very cool. Thanks, awesome. Man. Thanks, appreciate man. appreciate you. Enjoy your time with your family. All right, guys. Thank you.